The first time I got high. The first time I got high. First time I got high. The first time I got high. The first time I got high. Welcome to the Plant Body Soul Podcast, where creativity blossoms and dreams take root. Here, we cultivate creative ideas, nourish your branding vision, and empower you and your business to flourish. Brought to you by the innovative minds behind Plant Body Soul, the creative marketing and branding agency that's all about nurturing growth and fostering connections. So grab your notebook, get comfortable, and let's sow the seeds of success together. And welcome back to another episode of the Plant Body Soul podcast. I am your co-host, Jennifer Miles. And I'm Gordon Ogden. Nice to see you again, Gordon. Good to see you. <laughs> this time, we are doing something a little bit different. We are featuring some highlights from our podcast confessional taken back from Friday High Day Happy Hour here in our office at Plant Body Soul Headquarters in June. We sampled these bites from the community, asking them some questions that you might be interested in. Let's take a look. My name is John Gibson. The first time I got high, I was 14 years old. Uh, we were uh, in my friend's backyard, David Homan. Uh, we were smoking the dirtiest oh, of yeah. the ditch weed out <laughs> of a uh, A&W pop can. Okay. Um, That's a new one. Obviously, we bought one was called Nickel Bag back then. It was like five grams and probably a gram and a half of it was actual consumable cannabis. And uh, yeah, we went to town. And I remember us... Uh, Afterwards, we were out front and spinning around, like just spinning in circles. And then we <laughs> got in the car and he was driving. I remember laughing for probably about 45 minutes straight. Didn't stop laughing. Probably and, not uh, a good yeah, idea yeah, to That try. was the first time and definitely was not the last time. Well, so uh, 14 seems to be a common, common age, age <laughs> first. And then the can. I used the can too. Yeah, it makes an appearance once yes, again. But it, I love it that really it was does. an A&W pop yes, can. Yes, very specific. <laughs> <laughs> very <laughs> specific. That was a new one. That's yeah. great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to hear everybody's experiences around the first time they got high and how it's not really that unique. It's really something that I think connects all of us that have found our way to yep. the, the plant. And I enjoy hearing the little nuances that might be slightly different, sure. but it's definitely a way that we are all connected. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely fun to to see where where and how and then kind of what happens after they consume even, you know, him saying that he's running around spinning in circles laughing. And I then think, getting in the car yeah, and, and driving. And then getting in the car. I don't know about that. But. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I well, mean. He was 14, so yeah, he wasn't I mean, driving. We but. all make <laughs> mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what's next. Hi, my name is Adrian. The first time. I got high on concentrates. Uh, it was the beginning of my medical journey. They had found some growths above the skull, below the scalp. Mm. And I had found that cannabis uh, helped a lot with the migraines and the pain, as mm. opposed to taking sumatriptan and being in my bedroom for eight, nine hours in a, under the covers and losing a day. Mm. So my buddy Dano uh, said, come on by the garage. I got something for you. And Dano's garage is where all the fellas hung out. All our motorcycles got worked on there. All our cars got worked on there. So I roll in on a Sunday night at about 7.30. 
and we go into his back office and he has what I now know is a dab rig and the heating coil and all this. But with zero awareness of what dabs are, I walk into the office and I say, hey, man, I don't know what this is, but I'm not down with crack or whatever it is you're going to introduce me to. <laughs> that would have been and he goes, no, too. King Cannabis. This is dabs. This is concentrates. Let me take you to extract school. Uh, took my first dab. And within three seconds, life turned into a Jackson, Jackson Pollock painting. Uh, I felt great. And then I got really stressed out and overwhelmed in about three seconds. Yeah. So he looks at me and he says, how do you feel? And I said, I feel great. I don't have a migraine, but I'm not telling him any of the <laughs> negative aspects of what I'm feeling for the first time. So he says, OK, do you want another one? I said, sure, I do. Okay. Oh, no. So I take another one thinking this is going to be a fantastic idea. <laughs> and now it's even worse. Now it's, I'm having oh, a full-blown panic, panic attack. And he's, uh, he's like, do you need anything else? And I said, no, you know what? I'm good. Uh, I'm going to go home. I'm feeling great. I'm just going to go. And he says, okay. Well, he sets me up with a little care package, my first Yocan pen, about five grams worth of concentrates. Like he really took the time and the love to set me up. So I get in my car. Uh-huh. And I grab onto the steering wheel and I sit there like this for 45 minutes. I didn't turn the car on. I didn't turn the music on. I didn't <laughs> oh roll gosh. the windows down. It's 95 in the city of Chicago. It is hot. And I'm sitting there like this because I'm afraid I have smoked myself onto the grid and that the cops are coming to arrest me. This is the level of freaked out them that I've reached. So finally, my phone rings and it's my buddy Joe, Dano's brother. And he says, hey, man, did everything go okay with Dano? You feeling okay? And I said... Man, I'm freaking the fuck out. Oh, gosh. I've been sitting in my car for 45 minutes. <laughs> I can't move. I'm just sitting here. He goes, just go back inside the garage. And I'm like, no. I don't want your brother <laughs> knowing how high I am. Like something, like something adversely is going to happen to me after that. Like he's going to make fun of me for being too high. So he says, all right, I'm going to call my brother. I'm like, no, don't you dare. Dano comes out and he just creeps up to the car and he says, hey, man, are you okay? I'm like... Yeah, but I, I, I can't drive, man. I'm not feeling too great. He goes, well, here. He goes and reaches, turns my car on. I'm like, touch, don't touch my car. He goes, it's going to be okay. Turns the AC on, turns the radio on. He goes, I want you to just drive. Keep it five under the speed limit. You're going to be fine. I moved 10 feet, and I couldn't tell you what I was worried about. For an hour, I sat there worried about absolutely nothing because I just got way too dang high. And after that, I don't think I've been that overwhelmed since. From cannabis. You know, what is it with the driving? Driving. (laughs) I know. I mean, but I guess this was before the days of Uber and Lyft. And, you know, I think a lot of people just drove because there were no other options. But, you know, for all of those that, those people out there that are listening, do not get in your car and drive after consuming, especially for first the first time, time and immediately after, that is not a good idea. So yeah, I, I, advise I against that. Yeah, definitely advise against that. And I relate to the, I guess, just the perception of a dab rig and the oh, torch totally. and all of that being a lot, especially if you're relatively new to cannabis until you really understand concentrates and understand that consumption method. But I can, I can imagine that he was very high. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> especially after two, having never done it before. And oh then, my goodness. Yeah. Panic inducing for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Doesn't sound like fun. Does it? No, it doesn't. No, but he's okay. Thank okay. goodness. Yeah. Let's see what's next. 
I do not remember the first time I got high because that's how long ago it's been. <laughs> um, but I will tell you one of the most memorable, like, first encounters. Um, when I did, I did a mask. And um, we were in college um, in North Carolina. School doesn't matter. Um, so <laughs> a couple of us were doing um, the face mask. And so it was one of those ones that, like, the police wear like the gas mask. one of those ones and so we did that pass it around <laughs> and so as we were getting Amazing. ready to leave and get in the car i no longer knew how to breathe anymore like oh i just i panicked because i was like oh my god i need the mask to breathe like so i was convincing myself that i needed to put back on the mask just to be able to breathe and it took me maybe like a whole minute and a minute not being able to breathe feels like a long time but <laughs> it took me a whole minute to realize like this just breathe through your nose so yeah it was <laughs> i have not done the mask again yeah. but <laughs> it was a very i still remember it like 10 years later so yes <laughs> wow the gas mask yeah yeah that sounds intense it does it's never really called me no <laughs> Yeah, but uh, there's yeah. something for everybody. There really is. There really is. <laughs> Hi, I'm Allison Benedict with Pause Consumption. And the first time I got high, I fell asleep with all of my friends and it was really embarrassing. <laughs> and I kept falling asleep and then waking up and wondering how much time had passed. And it had been like not very much time at all. <laughs> I think a lot of us can relate to that. Yeah. The, uh, the sleepy time. Yeah, sometimes cannabis makes me sleepy. Yeah. I think more so than not for me. And I, maybe I'm different, but sativa, indica, hybrid, it's kind of all the same. It depends on my state of mind going into it. Yeah. If I'm active and I'm outside doing something, if I smoke an indica, I'm still going to be doing what I want to do outside. Yeah. And if I'm at home and I want to go to sleep and I smoke a sativa, I'm still going to go to sleep. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're oh, lucky. Because yeah. oh, yeah. there's definitely <laughs> been times where I've ingested a edible that has sativa-leaning terpenes that just kept me up. Really? Yeah. I can drink coffee at night. But cannabis, yeah. THC is, is actually very stimulating. In fact, yeah. it actually does disrupt your sleep cycle, which I think is really interesting. Like all the sleep gummies and like the CBN oh, and all of that. Sure. Like it doesn't, you never actually access like deep REM sleep. Oh, yeah. You're just out. Yeah. And then when you get up in the morning, depending on how much you had the night before, you're a little foggy. Yeah. So and that seems to be kind of like for me, the gauge of if I had too much and then I wake up and I'm not still high, but I'm just like, mm. just cloudy. Yeah. You know, but I slept like a rock. But at the same time, do you feel rested when you wake up like that? Uh, no. Yeah. Not so much. Right. Mm -mm. Yeah. But I don't if, know. I, if I, I would rather though do that, I'd rather go to sleep with cannabis and know that I was asleep instead of my mind racing in bed looking at the ceiling. Yeah. Have you ever tried yoga nidra to go to sleep? I have. I like yoga nidra. Yeah. To go to sleep? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't actually just before bed. I haven't. It's, just, it's great. I heard it's good. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> So, and that you actually get through the whole sleep cycle. Yeah, that's so, what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Uh, first time I got high was um, at Arizona State University. Was climbing <laughs> a mountain. Um, got up there, smoked the joints. Just looked at the whole city, and it was absolutely beautiful. Um, that was like the first time I was actually like felt super appreciative of just the outdoors, and um, it's a pretty cool experience. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That was- so I, yeah, there's so many good things right there. ASU for the first time. Ghost on Devils. Ghost on Devils and outside hiking a mountain and then realizing how awesome it is to consume outside in nature, quote unquote. I guess it's kind of nature because it's in Tempe, but I get it. So I wonder, yeah, I wonder if his parents thought that when he went to ASU... He'd be getting an education in weed. <laughs> exactly. I feel like it's really interesting that that's actually the first positive, like real positive first time experience. Because yeah. all of the other experiences that we've so heard like, thus oh far, God, like, yeah. oh my gosh, it was too much and it made me anxious. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's interesting to hear that but he first was outside. One. That's why, because it's so grounding outside. It is. Outside yeah. in nature. Good experience. Yeah. My name's Nicole. The first time I got high, it's probably bad. Oof. I was a teenager, <laughs> about 14. and oh, another one. 14. I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, mentally, it calmed me, made me focus. And then from 14 to about 18, I hardcore stoner, like bong collector for sure. Um, Where we all? And then school. I had to stop for about six months and had surgery. And I went back to it and it actually started making me paranoid. So that was a no-go, but then I got into mushrooms (laughs) and now I microdose and I've been doing that for a long time. I did one trip when I was in Portugal, it was for a retreat and it was a guided psychedelic trip. And that opened like a part of my brain that I did not ever think was there (laughs) but it helped me to answer questions that i had about myself um had about my healing it's very healing for me and my trauma and i absolutely fell in love with it so now i microdose on a daily oh yeah that's beautiful too wow that that was great it seems a common i know that there was definitely a, a time in my life that i enjoyed cannabis and then there was like this switch that happened and it made me really paranoid yep and then i think i've been able to navigate and handle that a lot better but there were definitely years where it was like i don't want to do that because i get too paranoid yeah and i don't know what where i was at or why it was different or that doesn't seem to be the case so much anymore yeah that resonates with me like currently like i don't enjoy smoking cannabis because it immediately goes cerebral for me Mm. and it makes me ungrounded and I'm very much in my head and I don't enjoy that experience at all. Mm -hmm. I like being clear, calm, grounded. I don't need help being in my head. (laughs) That's why I meditate. (laughs) But the, the edible experience is different. It's definitely more body. Yes, there's a high, you know, in the mind, but it's a little bit more like creative. Agreed. It's definitely, it can be introspective, but it's not, it's just not so in the, the mind. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Uh, what's your relationship with the plant now? Now I try to be very uh, specific with what I'm smoking and when I'm smoking. So I buy sativa and try to smoke it in the daytime and it could at night. Like 
or if they don't have it, I try to do like a hybrid sativa leaning for the daytime. Yeah, there's so much more information now that you can yeah. cater your experience so much more. Yeah, I don't want to be getting the munchies in the middle of the day. Like, I, I'm trying to work. I need to be focused. <laughs> so I make sure I ask my questions. Like, yes. I really like how she's able to identify which strains, whether it's a indica for at night or sativa during the day or depending on a hybrid leaning sativa that's amazing and i also have found that weed maps is a great way to find those different strains and through the app you can locate them find them reviews pretty much everything you need seems like a very convenient way to find your weed it is it is love weed maps download the app on apple or android for a better weed shopping experience Then it was more so for fun, like a party thing, a a fun thing, a thing to escape. Whereas now it's more so to tap into me and tap into my internal and center myself too. I find it weed now I do like indica, but during like a meditation right before bed. And it has allowed me to quiet my mind better than I did before. But before it was more so like, oh, yeah, getting high, we're partying. Where now it's like, this is for me. That's great. Let's see what's next. The most impactful realization is that you really don't need it. Um, As much as you like sit down like, oh, I need to smoke. Oh, I'm stressed. Oh, oh, oh. Like, you really don't need it. It's something that you want to do. And when you can really separate the two is when you have control over it. Um, But the need for it is where it controls you. And then that's when, you know, you kind of dibble dabble into different things. But when you start controlling it, you control your life, you control it. So just making sure that you're doing it for whatever reason it is, pick a reason, but it shouldn't be all the reasons is what I'll say. I well said. Yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate that, that that little bit that she says that you don't need it because you don't. It is a choice. And you're right. Anything that you need or become dependent on is an addiction. And life isn't about that. Absolutely. I, I like the awareness and yeah. uh, the point she makes there for sure. Yeah. Although there are medical patients that do need their cannabis to mitigate symptoms. However, the goal is to get better so that, you know, you don't have to be so reliant on it all the time. Exactly. Since the first time uh, my relationship with the plant has changed a lot. Um, I use it now as my primary pain management and I'm advocating for the normalization of consumption on a daily basis. So yeah, it's been a wonderful journey for the last almost more than 10 years at this point. Yeah. The biggest thing that I have learned about plant medicine is that it is a way to really take control of your own health and your own health care and to have more autonomy in the choices that you make about what you put in your body. That's great. All right, let's see what we've got next. The most impactful realization that I've had, it's practically that I'm alive. Uh, before doing any type of plant medicine before, I didn't, I didn't acknowledge life. Uh, I thought life was plain and gray. And after my first ceremony, oof, everything turned in colors. Uh, myself, I felt my heartbeat. I felt love. I felt life. I, see, I can see life and love everywhere that I 
that I just glanced and that was just the beginning of a beautiful journey that I'm in and plant medicine saved my life and I can say it over a million times I was ready to pop it and that brought me back and I love it so much and I'm so grateful to plant medicines to have found me and I'm so grateful to be alive right now and to be able to share my experience and share my journey. Beautiful. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that was really lovely. Trying to microdosing was a uh, really eye-opening because my first experience with uh, psilocybins was, you know, you ate a handful of caps and stems and you, you geeked out pretty well, <laughs> which wasn't bad. But understanding how the microdose works and how it, it bridges the gaps in your mind and some of the things that you're internally struggling with and it's more controlled which is awesome so you can kind of you can kind of tear off how you uh consume and how you tell how, how impactful your experience is going to be yeah are you a macrodose or a microdose or a combination well when it comes to psilocybin very much a microdose i've had plenty of little panic attacks i feel like when i've just had a handful of caps and stems like he talked about there <laughs> and i'm actually really excited that that there is going to be more measured doses around psilocybin like there is cannabis, you know, gone are the days of not knowing how much your dose is in cannabis. And I think that's the way it's going to go with psilocybin sooner than later. Yeah. I think being educated around knowing what your dose is, is really important. And if you're just starting out, I think with anything, it's a really good policy to go low and slow when in doubt. If you've never taken psilocybin, you know, mushrooms before or never consumed cannabis before, go low and slow and then wait. Wait. <laughs> wait That's for a while. It's not working. It's yeah. not working. Like oh two hours yes. wait. Yep. Don't jump the Absolutely. gun and just start eating more <laughs> because that's where it could get really intense. Yes. Yeah. I personally enjoy a microdose. I've definitely had macrodose experiences. For me, I don't enjoy vomiting or purging. And ultimately, when I take a macro of anything, I always end up puking. And it's like, it's not my favorite thing to be vomiting. However, the experience on the other side of the vomit is always like, oh, shit, that kicked it into yeah, overdrive. Sure. <laughs> Here we go. Buckle yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So my, oh my God, my big thing with um, mushrooms when I did, I have this thing where like I, I expect people to treat me how I would treat them. And it's a big thing for me. It's really hard because I'm an over lover. And it was my realization that you cannot expect people. People are who they are and you have to accept them in order to be, to, in order to see them for who they are. Because if you don't, you're going to constantly see them for what you want them to be. And you want them to be you. And they can't be you. So it helped me to move past that and actually build mm. friendships and relationships by seeing people for who they are. That's great. Yeah, that was beautiful. I think the most impactful realization I had was to not fight changes in life and to go with them kind of like waves of the ocean. I was on acid and I was at the beach. I was just watching waves. I was kind of going through a lot of different changes in my life. And I'm like, I just, I need to be like that. I need to just be like those waves. And ever since then, it really just changed my perspective on change and um, really just going through life. That's great. Mm -hmm. LSD at the beach is always fun. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could watch those waves all day. Yeah. 
Well, that was really interesting. I'm I'm glad we had the opportunity to listen to some of the members of our community. And you know, we're actually going to be filming more podcast confessionals at Friday High Day After Dark, September 15th at the Warehouse 215. We are delighted to bring that back. And Weed Maps is our official sponsor for that podcast confessional. So make sure you come to the event. You can visit our website at plantbodysoul.com. Just go to the uh, calendar events page and grab your ticket there. But we'd love to see you. We'd love to hear your insight and um, feature you on the podcast. From wherever you are listening to this podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us a five-star review. We would be very grateful. You can find us on Instagram at plant.body.soul and on YouTube at plantbodysoul. See you next time.